Okay. Yeah, in in a class. Okay, uh, hold, hold yeah. On. Okay, and go. Yeah. Okay, in a in a class. During that series of lectures in Vrindavan, Prabhupada, he made the point that a mother feels the pain of a child even more than the child does. So, which seems strange. I mean, obviously, physically, the, the mother doesn't feel the pain more than the child does. But she's so concerned that she suffers more than the child does, even the child's screaming and this and that. So, Prabhupada felt for the conditioned souls, he cared for them more than they care for okay, themselves. So, excuse me, yes. is this a continuation of that? I guess it thought? could go with that, yeah. Okay, hold on, let me change angles. Should I say it again? I'd probably say yeah, it again. I, I mean, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, in in one of these Prahlad Maharaj classes, Srila Prabhupada said that a mother feels the pain of her child more than the child personally does, which seems impossible because the physical pain that is felt by the child, the mother doesn't directly feel that, but the sense of suffering that that she loves her child so much that even though the child is physically feeling pain the, the, the mental pain that the mother feels because the child is so dear to her she she actually suffers more than the child does she's so concerned with the child so Srila Prabhupada in the same way was so concerned with the conditioned soul you know okay you know okay he tells them you're going to he tells them that you can become a dog in your next life and they say oh great and Prabhupada says well I give you my blessing but you know actually Prabhupada's not blessing them to become a dog but he's just trying to trying to do whatever he, he, he really is actually suffering we can understand from this he he actually feels the pain that we're so dull that we don't feel it ourselves how Prabhupada feels that we're separated from Krishna how how can you be like that? He's just trying to wake us up any way, any way. Prabhupada is trying to do that. Mm. Very nice. Excellent. Good analogy to, to bring that into that story about Prabhupada and Prabhupada. Excellent. Okay, uh, someone, uh, chicken cooking? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Srila Prabhupada was talking about in one lecture Srila Prabhupada spoke about the cruelty or, or, or how heartless demons can be and he recounted an incident which I guess you could say it's like an ordinary everyday kind of incident but Prabhupada had remembered it all these years from his youth in Calcutta he saw that one man had cut the throat of a chicken and his son was crying and the father said to the son why are you crying it's not it's it's fun and probably in the next i'm just adding my own little thought here that probably in the next generation the son will is now grown up will cut the throat of a chicken and say to his son the parampara of 
demons goes on in this way. So in this way, the father was training his child. Anyway, Prabhupada said, and he just gave this as an example, that how cruel people can be. And Prabhupada said, when he said the word cruel, he just said it maybe five or six or seven times. Cruel, cruel, cruel. He just said it again and again, and each time with more intensity. Prabhupada was feeling that. How can they be so heartless? Mm. Just like that. Who cares for a chicken? Who cares for a chicken? But Prabhupada, he saw that he was such a nasty attitude. And people just take it as normal. Good. Hmm. Okay, so the mother was actually number eight. So number nine? Yeah. Maybe I'll just run this up. Uh, nine and ten go together. Okay. I'll just have a quick look. Nine, ten, eleven, all go together. Okay, good. Good. Okay, hold on. Yeah. And we should focus on that. Maharaj, you need your eyes again. Yeah. During the Vrindavan festival, devotees, after the morning program and morning prasadam, would go out on buses with senior devotees to various places of Krishna's pastimes within the broader Mathura Mandal, the broader area of Vrindavan. And knowledgeable devotees would read from Prabhupada's books or tell of pastimes that were performed there. Now, Srila Prabhupada warned about imitating Haidas Thakur. And as far as I remember, this was the same day that we were scheduled to go to Radha Kunda. So in the class, Prabhupada said that do not think you can imitate Haridash Thakur, that you can just sit and chant like Haridash Thakur. He said, and he, he spoke quite strongly about that. And I heard from devotees at the festival that Prabhupada had said that in a conversation or informally, that if you, if you think you can become a Babaji at Radha Kunda, that you you will just simply eat and sleep and think of women and money and fall down. So he was warning the devotees because we could be attracted to that. Mm. 
What else did I say? That that's ten, eleven, twelve. Well, I like the end comment there. Uh, there are already so many monkeys. Oh right, yeah, yeah. And I found a quote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So should I say? Uh, I'll just change angles now. Just yeah. cut it. Like it's the next thought. Yeah. Okay, hold on. You ready? Yeah. Okay, look at me over here. I, I'll say that again. Shall I? The whole thing? Um, and get in the monkeys thing? Or shall I just add that? Well, I think I can... Is that Deepak he wants to come in, or what's going on? He just left. He was standing outside, and I, I saw him, and then he went away again. He just went, he came here, and then he went. He probably wants to come in. He walked up. I think he just dropped Goran Prasad from wearing his bag, so he's just waiting. Well, if he wants, he could come in also. Rather than just hanging around outside. Okay. Uh Marish, if you can do the whole thing again, that's fine. Then I'll put in the thing about the monkeys already. That's a classic line. Yeah. And there is evidence for that. And Prabhupada said that. Okay, look at me. Okay. Uh, yeah, during the Vrindavan section of the festival, after the morning program and after breakfast prasadam, devotees would go out in buses to the various holy places in the broader Vrindavan area and senior devotees would narrate the pastimes that Krishna had performed there and great devotees had performed there. Read from Prabhupada's books like this. Prabhupada didn't personally go out with the devotees. Now one morning, I believe it was the morning we were scheduled to go to Radha Kunda. Srila Prabhupada in the class, he spoke very clearly and straightforwardly. and I found it a little shocking in the sense... Well, I'll tell you what he said. Prabhupada said, don't think that you can imitate Haridash Thakur and just sit and chant. You have to be active in spiritual life. And I was somewhat shocked by that because I, I, I saw well, why is Prabhupada saying that? Because, you know, we're not going to leave Prabhupada. <laughs> I was so naive, I guess. But Prabhupada knew that devotees could be attracted into that which might seem good for them, but uh, we should accept that what Prabhupada gives us is good for us, not, we, what, not what we think is good for us. So after the class, I heard that Prabhupada had said something, which later I found in the transcribed conversations, which supports this, that Srila Prabhupada had said that, uh, don't think that you can just go and sit at Radhakund and be a Babaji and just chant. Because what you'll do, you'll just eat and sleep and think of women and money and fall down. That women and money means uh, Tanaka Kamini, is, is a... It's a, it's a traditional, uh, it's a standard saying that the Kanak and Kamani, money and women, these are the two causes of fall down for sadhus. So, uh, and then Prabhupada said there are already enough hogs, dogs and monkeys in Vrindavan. <laughs> Don't become another one. Whew. Hare Krishna. <laughs> 
Okay. All right, that's very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was a during the festival in Vrindavan in '76. There was a big sacrifice. Big means uh, many devotees received initiation. I was sitting there for Brahminical initiation, or what we call second initiation. So the whole yogi was going on. It was April, and it was hot. Uh, Akshayananda Swami was doing the sacrifice. He was doing so, sitting in the sun, pouring the ghee, and sitting so close. It was so hot. I, I, it seems to me I mostly remember the heat. But one other thing struck me: that the whole thing was going on. Swaha, swaha, swaha. And Prabhupada leans into the microphone and says, "Stop." Oh, well, you know, you don't usually stop in the middle of a sacrifice, right? And, and the traditional brahmanas wouldn't dream of doing such a thing. So Prabhupada indicated to the to the back of the the area in which we were all sitting, that the courtyard of Krishna Balaram Temple, and Prabhupada indicated there was one young woman with a child on her lap child was maybe not more than one and a half or two years old. Prabhupada said, this child has his hand in his mouth. He's contaminating the whole sacrifice. Take him out, wash his hand, and teach him not to put his hand in his mouth. Continue. Swaha, swaha. Prabhupada was concerned now, sometimes we think that these rituals, well, they're just some rituals. You just do them somehow or other. But Prabhupada was concerned that there's, there's ritual contamination. It's a ritual and there's ritual contamination. The, the sacrifice, the offering to Vishnu will be impeded. Krishna is not pleased if we don't follow the rules and regulations properly. The sacrifice has certain rules and regulations. We should follow that. And you may think, well, it's just a young child. But Young child or whoever it is is contaminating. Prabhupada said, train the child. Don't put your hand in your mouth. Very good. I'm going to change tapes real quick. Okay. And then we'll do number 13. 13 and 14 and that's almost okay, it. On other realizations. This is very good. This is excellent stuff you're providing for the series. I thank you again. <laughs> Prabhupada is excellent. Are you staying for a while in LA? Or are you no, going? tomorrow morning I'm going to, after class, I'm going to Irvine. Yeah. midday and then Laguna in the evening mm -hmm. for the class and then Monday to San Diego I'll be there about a week okay. then over to uh, Florida Orlando, Alachua and then to Europe and on to India that's nice you can visit us there's a nice congregation down south of course south means? Uh, Laguna, San Diego yeah 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 
Indrajuna Swami came several months ago and, mm. and he had a big festival. And in Laguna, he goes there. Yeah. Uh, of course, a lot of devotees from LA also came down. And one event was um, uh, Gorpranima, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. They do it every year. Every year you came. At Gorpranima, he so, goes to Laguna Beach. No, not just because he came, but um, it was already a big day of the year anyway. Right. Yeah. And they have the the, the deities there. Nice deities. Uh, well, Gorpranima yeah. for the. Uh, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda. And I was just in Alachua for their Krishna Balaram installation. Right, right. I, I'm going to ask you about this, you know, how you're catching up with all the Prabhupada disciples. I want to know what you're doing. Well, I got 11 more hours when I was there of interviews. Uh, of course, from devotees that I didn't even know. Right, right, associations. right. Yeah, we, we'll talk about that afterward, yeah. about how you're tracking them all down and yeah. hunting them all down. And well, a lot from other devotees saying, oh, you've got to talk to this person. Like Yadavar just emailed me two days ago. He was just up in Toronto for their John Mostomy program. And he said, oh, you got to talk to, interview this Thakur Haridas from Canada. What do I know? Who's, a, who's initiated, you know? But this devotee has a lot of stories to tell and Yadavar suggested I interview him. A lot of it's had a word of mouth thing, and then when I'm in a community like Alachua, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I mean, there's devotees that are there now. There are 200 disciples there now. He must have. Well, I started to get him years ago. Yeah. Anyway, he's got he has some work to do on his own. Yeah, he's been to, out a long time. To uh, come back to, to talk. First of all, he thinks I'm. Become a millionaire by this project, which is not the case. Yeah, you're becoming a millionaire. That means, you know, you're spending a million, you know, it's... No, it's not. It's a labor of love. So he's got a little, I wouldn't say enviousness, but he thinks that I'm exploiting the divorce by collecting their stories, you know. So anyway, that's one impediment. If you can can make your costs, I'd be surprised. Yes, Hmm. exactly. What with bootlegging and everything. Well, so many things. Um, but anyway, uh, but he's coming around more and more. So, I mean, it took Ramashwar seven years from the first time I asked him to tell his stories from the time last November that he finally was able to sit down. Mm-hmm. So it was something he had to work through on his own. It may be difficult when you're out and you're, you know, yeah. you're not really serving Prabhupada. Right. Your the, ego, uh, guilt, um, yeah, yeah. How am I going to appear to the devotee? You know, I mean, yeah. so many things going in the mind. You know, so uh, Hari Kesha. And to even to be able to talk like a devotee, I mean, if you're right. not used to it. Well, that came. I think that's like riding a bike. Uh, you know, it's, can if come your back. heart yeah. can be in a place where you can still develop and have your love for Prabhupada, mm-hmm. and you're not feeling guilty or self-conscious about sitting in front of a camera. Yeah. Uh, that can be a problem also. Huh? Yeah, I, I mean, Hamza Duty talked about him. He's uh, since I interviewed him, had shaved his beard. Oh, and, that and afterwards, I he said, "Oh, I wish I hadn't had my beard on." Right. That. Yeah. Um, but uh, so with Hamza, with Hari Kesh and Chutananda and and Bhagavan, I mean, I've asked, I've stopped asking these guys, you know. So. It'll take another devotee, like even with Satsvarup, it took 
Giriraj to break through his ego, to sh- tell him, look, you got it for Prabhupada, share your story. And he did with you? Yeah. Because oh, he's put them all in writing, but like you say, it's a different medium. You'll see it on this volume. It's a different medium, and uh, yeah, more, more realizations may come also. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it is a different medium. You're right, actually. I was thinking I didn't need to bother doing it because I've written it, but it, it is a different medium. Well, it has a different medium, effect. A different, different effect, people, different audience, maybe. Different audience. Some people might yeah. get your books, some might get mine yeah. and not get your books. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the more the merrier. And then, even though I've transcribed all these stories into book form, yeah. I found there's devotees that like to read, they get more from that, they can sit down and. Yeah absorb the story and concentrate on it and others like to see the emotion and feel yeah I like both actually I, I read them and watch them both yeah so you know they have their places and their effect and then there's the audio version also just MP3s. the audio yeah that's what Indra wanted for because he travels a lot you travel that he can see this can let him know Got some problem in your eye? No. Just shield shell shading from the hot trans so this will it brightens up. Yeah, it will as you come inside. <laughs> You're not a rock star like we thought you were. Sit down. On the couch. You couldn't catch the joke. Yeah. It's too pure. <laughs> it's too pure. But you are a handsome fellow. Krishna's blessed or you got your own big plan. You're married? Yes. Some kids? Oh, good. How old are they? Seven and a half daughter and five years. Oh, those are good ages. You got about six more years before they're going to start uh, turning on you. <laughs> well, you want to get back to India. But maybe there's not that much difference there. <laughs> no, Probably. They're in India? No, they are here right now. Oh, okay. But we aspire to go back after three, four years. Hmm. Good luck. Okay, where were we? Final Darshan? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Let's see, let's see, uh, let's see what the purport here is. Were you in the room where he was continuing to translate at that same time? He was lying on the bed in the same room that the bed is there. Mm -hmm. But when you were in taking this darshan, was he pretty much quiet and and taking rest at that time? Yeah, kirtan kirtan was going on. Kirtan. And... uh, Were you there when he was continuing to translate and giving... No, 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 no. So the purport here in the story is that you really never thought Prabhupada would leave. Mm. Is that correct? Is that mm, kind yeah. of the point you want to make? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you can 
go a little deeper with that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. how he hasn't left, or I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll say how devotees are talking about it, but from for myself, and it seemed all the, those I was in contact with, it just, you know, it's just, it just, just didn't register at all. It's mm-hmm. just un- literally unthinkable. Mm-hmm. I never, never thought that Prabhu was actually going to leave. Well, also, maybe, I mean, it's a nice, I, I want to, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Well, I, I, I have some realization about that which I could add to this also. Okay. That, uh, yeah, I wrote that down. But that would come at the, that would really be... Maybe 13 and 14 together here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let me go and then, you know, if you like it, you can keep it. If yeah, you no, what I want to delve... You want to get into it. Your realization, something more, a little bit more than you never thought Prabhupada was going to leave. I mean, mm. um, and I, again, I, I'm not going to say any more, mm. but you know what I'm after. I want your realizations from mm. that experience with Prabhupada, whether it was um, something spiritually you realized from. Well, for example, let me just say one thing. You may have heard the story from um, Abhiram. Mm. who talked about how Prabhupada is a saint, not a god. Mm-hmm. So in that mood, we're thinking, oh, Prabhupada's a god, he's immortal, he's, he's going to mm. live forever, which mm. is not the case. He's you know, pure devotee, but in a material body that's mm. bound by the laws of nature to the extent that... Or apparently, that so body is theologically to, speaking, we know, should say you know, that he's... he's obviously the souls that he's going to go back with Krishna. Mm. But to think that we were thinking, and I think... What you're saying here is that no one thought Prabhupada was going to leave. Well, a lot of devotees, yes. A lot of devotees, general, that, yeah. you know, that he's going to be around, you know, or that he could, being a pure devotee, he could get over that illness, like Brahmananda mentioned. So, you know, and Prabhupada said, well, you fool, you know, don't be impersonalist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but then at other times he said, well, yeah, well, we can talk about that, how sometimes Prabhupada spoke as if he was under the laws of nature, and sometimes... He said, well, Krishna has left it up to me to decide. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, so, I'm, all I'm asking is just go, uh, you know, say what you're going to say and then... We'll see how it comes. Yes, if it doesn't come up, we'll try to delve a little okay. even, even deeper. And okay. Uh, the last time I had physical darshan of Srila Prabhupada was in October of 1977. Now, from this vantage point in time, we know Prabhupada left this world in November of 1977. Of course, at that time we didn't. So we didn't know it was going to be the last darshan of any such thing. Uh, I was in Allahabad with the BBT Library Party, when our group leader said, okay, let's go and see Prabhupada, in the morning, he said that, and we drove all day, and arrived in the evening, took a bath, and then I believe it was Prabhavishnu, Das Brahmachai at that time, who I knew from England, he uh, just brought us in, and you know, I'm surprised, you can just go into Prabhupada's presence just like that. Kirtan was going on, um, 
Prabhupada was lying, obviously he was lying in his bed and of course we knew that Prabhupada was sick, but nothing uh, prepared us uh, or me for seeing Srila Prabhupada so thin. Um, anyone else in that condition, you'd say that, well, he's going to pass away soon. He's, But, um, at least among the devotees I was with, and it seemed to be the general mood, we didn't think that Prabhupada was going to leave. Although some devotees spoke like that, but it just didn't register at all that Prabhupada would leave. Because sometimes... Prabhupada would say, Krishna has left it up to me whether to, if you distribute books, I will live forever. Uh, and we heard that through the grapevine. We didn't he hear other things like the doctor saying that Prabhupada will only stay for a short time or Srila Prabhupada saying that, yes, I, I will pass away. We, we only heard one side. And we presumed that Prabhupada would recover. You may say it's foolish or whatever, but that's what we thought. So, yes. And on that day, Srila Prabhupada was brought some strawberries, I believe it was, and Prabhupada was going to take them, so Prabhupada was sat up in his bed to take strawberries months or maybe years no years later I, I heard that this was actually the first time Prabhupada had anything in maybe weeks or months and Prabhupada started reciting Sharia Ravidya Jal in a very weak voice physically but the same very slowly and quietly but same spiritual authority Sharira Vidya Jal, and then Prabhupada, it's almost like he forgot that he was going to eat, and he started preaching to all the devotees how the senses are very dangerous, they can drag us to hell. Prabhupada just started preaching. And he was Prabhupada after years of preaching all over the world, surrounded by several of his leading disciples in Vrindavan Dham, the topmost abode, which he was, he'd come to this world to bring us to Vrindavan. And here he was talking, ABC, spiritual knowledge, we have to control the senses. There's no question Prabhupada for himself saying, now I have to control my senses while I'm eating. Prabhupada was, he'd stopped eating practically. But uh, he was a teacher, spiritual master, wanting to speak for our benefit. Even that all lying on the bed for six months or whatever it was. No, not six months. It was July to November. So that's, uh, yeah, five months. So Prabhupada said, Krishna has given me the choice. He didn't have to lie on the bed all that time in, in apparent suffering and difficulty. But he did that out of again out of his compassion to teach us and we heard that Prabhupada said that don't think this won't happen to you which when you're young we were mostly all very young men and we that's the illusion of youth that you don't think it's going to happen to you now Prabhupada's disciples 
almost well, yes, more, well, more than 30 years later. Now we know it's going to happen to us. And Prabhupada very kindly taught us that lesson, how to face the test of leaving the body, which we do many, many times, but every time it's, it's a very difficult test. And this time, Prabhupada was training us, this time, fix the mind on Krishna, go to Krishna, don't spoil it. Prabhupada is a teacher. Practical example. He took that for us. He took that uh, position of lying on a bed as if incapable just to show us how to be fully fixed in Krishna. Even in the most unlikely circumstances. He wasn't worried about his body. He just wanted to give Krishna to us. Mm. Wonderful. Excellent. Now, Excellent. Uh, I have some. Have, yeah, we don't have to repeat. That was great. I have some general okay. realizations. Good. Um, Now naturally, all followers of Srila Prabhupada, whether direct disciples or disciples of disciples, or maybe not taken the step to be a disciple, but still considering themselves or connected with Prabhupada, naturally feel, well, I'd like to be with Prabhupada. It's very natural that we want to be with him and see him, hear him, Maybe Prabhupada will say something to us. We have that wish. Uh, but how much we're able to appreciate Srila Prabhupada depends a lot on our consciousness. Many thousands of people saw Srila Prabhupada. Not everyone became his disciple. Among those who became his disciples, some... Or, or, took it very seriously, others less so. If we're actually sincere or serious or looking for Krishna, then what Prabhupada says to us will make a difference. Some people that Prabhupada spoke to, they, for them it, it, it wasn't a big thing, you know. They were just, you see some people met with Prabhupada and okay, nice. You talk with them maybe for an hour and Okay, they remember that, but they didn't, there was no immediate change of heart. But for those who were really wanting to serve Prabhupada and understand or, or accept him as the representative of Krishna, then even a few small words that Prabhupada said could greatly impact their consciousness. So Srila Prabhupada, for all these memories, and I am, along with everyone else who's been watching this series, I'm very much indebted to you, 
Sedan Prabhu. We're all eternally indebted because this is a, a service which will help us in our march towards the eternal realm of Krishna, Prabhupada, the pure devotees. So you're giving something very valuable by collecting these memories, finding devotees, interviewing them, priming them to say what's deeply hidden in their heart they may not even realize themselves. We get another we, we, we get to know Prabhupada more personally through the devotees who personally saw him, spoke with him, heard him. But at the same time, Srila Prabhupada emphasized, if you want to know me, read my books. So, for all these memories, which really round out the books, because the books, they're not theoretical academic books. They're, Prabhupada's books, they're living. They are Krishna. They are Radharani, they are Ambarish Maharaj, Narad Muni, Prabhupada says, has kindly agreed to appear in the pages of Bhagavatam. So we have Krishna in Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Bhagavad Gita as it is, Prabhupada's Krishna, Prabhupada is giving us Krishna, mainly he said through his books. And yeah, what, what the principles which are described in those books we saw them practically in Srila Prabhupada. Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur said about his Gurudev, Gorki Shodas Prabhuji Maharaj. He said, Bhakti Siddhanta said, I'd heard from Bhakti Vinod Thakur and I'd read in the literature about pure devotion. But he said, until I saw my Gurudev, I didn't believe that it was possible in the modern age for anyone to be like that. And when Bhaktisthan Sarasvara Thakur had darshan of Gorki Shota's Prabhuji Maharaj, then, according to his own version, he got the realization that such pure devotion can exist. And Gorki Shota's Prabhuji Maharaj told him that you preach this. And so he wanted to make that available to everyone. Srila Prabhupada, he made Krishna available to everyone in, in every way that Krishna manifests himself, Srila Prabhupada gave us Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, the holy name of Krishna, the holy dhams. He made devotees and gave us association of devotees, gave us of course prasadam, festivals, and in so many ways gave us Krishna, but principally he said, through my books, and he himself gave so much importance to his books that you can you can know me, you can know Krishna through these books. So, just like when Prabhupada was personally present, some people met Prabhupada and their whole life changed. Some people met Prabhupada and they just there may be thousands of people in the world who have seen Prabhupada and just didn't even register with them at all, especially in those days when Prabhupada was an unknown sadhu going door to door in Delhi trying to get some donations. Somebody would just you know, give him a rupee and get rid of him. And they may not even know that they came in contact with the, the greatest pure devotee that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sent to raise us all up. 
and in America also in Prabhupada was wandering there was no big name fame he was wandering in the streets of New York thousands of people must have seen him but not everyone was in the consciousness by which they could receive him and appreciate him and follow him so in the same way uh, Srila Prabhupada is available in the best or, or in the way that he said we can access him best or we, we can take his association his guidance and everything he's got to give which means Krishna in the whole spiritual world in his books and that is available as much now as it ever was so in another sense we're not bereft we're not in any worse position in that Prabhupada is not personally present now or that we're not his direct disciple Prabhupada has not cheated those who came later because he is there as his books and he's giving us Krishna through those books but a lot depends on us also on our own consciousness and our our how much we are living atato brahma jignasa to search for the truth to be serious to accept Krishna Prabhupada is giving us Krishna but that much we are willing to accept that much Prabhupada will manifest to us and the words that he's spoken and recorded in his books will affect us otherwise if we don't uh, utilize Srila Prabhupada in those in this way Prabhupada said that when he was asked by a journalist that what will happen to this movement after you die Prabhupada said that I will live forever in my books and you, you will utilize them so Prabhupada Use me, Prabhupada said. Utilize me. So, if we don't connect with Prabhupada, if we don't take him as he is giving to us, then we may be, we may be in the uh, in the same situation as someone who saw Prabhupada and didn't appreciate. We sh- we can learn to appreciate Srila Prabhupada in his books. That's the gist of what I'm saying here. We We've heard it said many times that Prabhupada is still present as much as we want him to be. Srila Prabhupada told us how we can best access him through his books. That doesn't mean that nothing else is important because in his books he explains how we have to associate with devotees. We have to chant the holy name. But our connection with Prabhupada at this time is as he has stressed through his books which means studying them, following the instructions in them. Very good. Hare so let me just ask you one last question. Mm. Uh, that was excellent realization. Um, I, I, I have another excellent realization also. Okay. At least one more. <laughs> if, if you let me, so I'll I just say if that. I agree. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, you will. I'm, I, I'm sure you will. <laughs> uh, yeah. Every morning we sing. Yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado yasya prasada nargati katopi dhyang stuvang sasya yashastri sanyang andegaro shicharanaravinda by the mercy of the spiritual master one gets the mercy of Krishna by his displeasure nagati katopi we have no hope we cannot attain Krishna therefore we should meditate upon him three times daily that means formally we should at least formally three times a day uh, now 
our moment is very different to what it was when Srila Prabhupada was present. Now we know about so many more devotees in the past, in Prabhupada's godbrothers. Uh, there are many teachings available from the Gorya Vaishnava and other traditions that were not available at that time. And it may seem in our wisdom that, well, maybe, you know, Prabhupada made some mistakes or Hare Krishna. We shouldn't say that, but I'm just saying some people say that. Uh, it, it's very bad taste to say that, actually. Uh, even if there's some technical, what could technically be called an error, it's just not cultured or proper to even think like that. Uh, we may have to deal with what appear to be errors, but it's no one should say that. Anyway, um, there is a, there is, or there are many more opportunities to access Krishna in very various ways and various outlooks. Uh, in some ways, the world is more dangerous for us. In a, if we accept as as I do myself, I, I mean, I'm living in India and met many people and exposed to many things. Um, but I have to, I, I, I know that if I'm at all going to go to Krishna, it's through Srila Prabhupada. And it, I depend on his mercy. And that's not to say there are not many great Vaishnavas. And their mercy is also you know, Vaishnava Kripa. We can't discount that. But uh, by Lord Krishna's infinite, infinite mercy, he sent Srila Prabhupada out of whose infinite mercy he picked up many many persons myself included Krishna arranged for me to come to Prabhupada and I, I feel safe in Prabhupada's protection and I don't feel that safety anywhere else I know that if I'm with Prabhupada uh He's going to look after me. And that doesn't mean I don't have to do my work. It doesn't mean I can take anything for granted. But I have a very solid and clear path if I stick with Srila Prabhupada. And I, it, it doesn't just doesn't make any sense for me to even think about going anywhere else. Although I, I, may, I may go to other places and bow down and respect various devotees, but my connection is through Srila Prabhupada. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, let me just ask you one last thing, then with that realization, which is very good, and as a conviction we should not have, actually. I don't think you disagree with it. Oh, no. <laughs> not at all. Um, would you say that then 
like I talked about before, the qualities of Prabhupada. One, maybe is that is it is Prabhupada's mercy that comes. When to you ask me about which quality of Prabhupada stands out most to me, I can't say. Okay. He really is gunarnava. We really say that every day about Krishna, that he's taking mercy from the ocean of transcendental qualities but Srila Prabhupada himself is a great ocean of transcendental qualities and it's uh, it's very difficult for me to say what is his greatest quality. Srila Prabhupada himself writes that among all his qualities the greatest quality of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is his mercy upon his devotees so Philosophically, we can say, and yeah, for, definitely for us, Prabhupada's mercy is all that we are made of. We can't even begin to understand what is his compassion, what is his brilliance, his intelligence, and his humility, and all the great. Without his mercy, we couldn't even begin to understand any of these things. And then, if we can, again, if we consider what situation we were in, and what He's brought us to. I mean, the situation we're in is—it's uh, greater than. I'm not greater than a Rishi or Muni or a great yogi, but Prabhupada has put me in a situation where I—he told us that you, you have to preach Krishna consciousness, and who are we? Who am I to do that? But He's ordered us to do that. So. Prabhupada's mercy, yeah, if we, if we have to look at any quality, then his mercy is, that's the foundation of all, all of all the other qualities that Prabhupada had, from our perspective. Jogata bichare kichunahi pai tomara karunasha. If we examine who we are and who Prabhupada is, and then we can say that we are simply made of his mercy. We don't have, and if we just forget that, then again we become mice. Really. Good. You did have an answer. That was wonderful. Is that good? Yeah, you you, you brought it out of me. <laughs> I forced it. <laughs> no, you didn't force it. Okay. You 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 knew you knew. I didn't know. Anything else you'd like to say? That's really been wonderful. Mmm. Yeah, there are many things. I'm writing, and I'm and, and okay. writing so many things, but there, there may be more. Uh, Next time you come to L.A., we, if there's more that comes out. Well, I, I have many things to say, but many of them may be not for this memories, okay. like, discussing different uh -huh. points. Okay. I have my book, Jai Srila Prabhupada, and mm -hmm. I, if Krishna wills, I may bring out more also. Yeah. Writing is my main medium, I guess. Prabhupada told me to write. In a dream. Okay. If you take dream memories, then you've got another whole well, universe. I have a story from Pita, mm -hmm. which you're going to hear on this, uh -huh. in, in this new volume, that Prabhupada was... I can tell you that if I want. Okay. I don't right. know how... Well, this was just not many years ago, maybe just three or four years ago. Um, I've been writing for some writing books. Uh, one of my disciples told me before this that he, Prabhupada had told him in a dream that your spiritual master is writing 
important, I think he used the word books. Then in a dream, uh, I was walking just behind Srila Prabhupada in a morning walk, which I, don't, I hadn't done physically. I mean, I'd been on one morning walk with Srila Prabhupada, but just at the edge of the group. I never had any interaction with Srila Prabhupada in a morning walk, but in the dream, uh, I, Prabhupada stopped walking, and then I, I, I said to Prabhupada, I, I came up from behind and, and rather hesitantly said that Srila Prabhupada, I'm writing books. And Prabhupada told me very authoritatively, you should write philosophical, and he emphasized these words, philosophical and educational books. That was it. But it confirmed what I'm already doing. And I tell people now all the time, Prabhupada told me to write books. Hmm. Good. Maybe, yeah. That's great. Hmm. Really good. I'd like to maybe say that again, mm -hmm. but also in connection with your story that you just told, how Prabhupada is within his books, that he's still there for everyone, that it seems like from that dream, or it was a confirmation of your writing, mm -hmm. you were already writing before that dream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that it might be, and I, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth or say something. But you've found something. That it might be a confirmation that Prabhupada is still writing, is still writing, still there in your life. Mm. Uh, he's still present because you're thinking of him all the time. So, well, I wish I was. <laughs> well, more yeah. so than a lot of people. But I mean, you had obviously a realization from that dream. Yeah. Not only that a confirmation that you should continue on in that service of writing. Mm. Um, but the continuation of the thought that Prabhupada is still present with us, whether it be in a dream, but it, it helped you, whether really whether it was Prabhupada or not, oh, you accepted it yeah, yeah. as Prabhupada, and yeah. it was a confirmation, not only what you're doing, but also that Prabhupada is still present in your life, even though he's physically not here, Yeah. by your ability to be conscious of Prabhupada. That, I don't know, I, I'm kind of yeah, yeah. searching for again a purport to that mm -hmm. to that dream I can say something more that people often say I read your book I like your book and or they say about about sent by Bob they say it's an excellent book and I agree with them because you know it's not it I agree and that which might seem very puffed up but I, I just don't see that you know it's not like I sat down I'm an author mm -hmm. I wrote a book but it's not like that mm -hmm. I, Somehow, I never had an idea to write such a big book. I was just going to collect a few anecdotes. And, mm -hmm. Well, same thing with this. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just expanded. And yeah, I, I, I just, for me, it was a lot of hard work, actually. But it was my service to right. do that. And it, and it manifested. So, uh, yeah, so I so, agree. I say, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's Bhaktis Dan He's great. It's his, you know. I, I, I'm, it's my good fortune I became the medium exactly but again maybe we can 
I mean, what you have now mm. is good. I can just use that story on its own. Mm. But it would be nice to have maybe purport your realization. I don't know if I should link it with what I was saying about Prabhupada's books, because then it might come over like I'm trying to say, like my books are as good as Prabhupada's no, books or something. No, like I don't that. mean that. I mean the realization. Yeah. What I got from hearing you talking yeah. about your dream yeah. was that Prabhupada is still present in your life, yeah. even though he's physically not here. Yeah, but I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't feel that anymore after the dream. No, but you thought, obviously this is not the first time you thought about that dream, just right now. Oh, yeah. Story, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how is it that you think Prabhupada came to you in that dream? Was it because that you were thinking of going to the movies all the time? Or is it because you're chanting Hare Krishna, you're following Prabhupada's instructions, that you were able to, perhaps, have Prabhupada come into your subconscious. I, I, I didn't think about it. I mean, I just take it as Prabhupada's mercy upon me that he confirmed that, what I was already doing. And he specifically said philosophical and educational. Okay, so there you are. You just The, the, the words philosophical, because I was already writing the books, and I, you know, I, I didn't really have a doubt that I was displeasing Prabhupada or any such thing by doing so. But he emphasized the words philosophical and educational. It's like Prabhupada already knew. Mm -hmm. He emphasized these two words. Right. So, what you just said now is that you say, take it as Prabhupada's mercy. So, the previous story, you were talking about Prabhupada's mercy. Mm -hmm. So, whether, any, whether somebody believes that dreams are true or not, mm -hmm. for yourself, just speaking for yourself, mm -hmm. you can take that as... Prabhupada's mercy upon you to confirm your service to him. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Is that true or not? Yeah, yeah, it's a confirmation, that? yeah. Yeah. So if you can just maybe say that story again about the dream, mm. and then just give me a button, you know, in, in the movie industry is the word button, mm. that it's a period, it's the conclusion of that mm. experience that you had with your dream. You know, what you got from that dream. Mm -hmm. What you got, you just told me, was you saw his Prabhupada's mercy upon you to give you confirmation that what you're doing is mm -hmm. correct and you feel strong and in, in your direction and your service to it. No, no, no. I don't know, I'm just fishing here. I'm throwing out a line to you. If you don't want to say any more, we can stop right now. Hmm. Well, I, I can go and see what comes. See what comes. And uh, if, it's, if it's not, then... If it's not any better, I'll use the first story as it is. Hmm. Okay. I did write in my Vyasa Puja offering last year that I, I feel Prabhupada... When I'm writing and speaking, I, I feel Prabhupada's energy. Which it should be, because if we say anything else, then it... it it should be either be Maya or Prabhupada, right? If it's, anything, if it's not Prabhupada, then it's Maya. Okay, I guess I should get back to the beginning of this and then come to that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, sh okay, shall I start now? Yes, please. Okay. Um...
thinking how to start this now. Uh, well, you can start it with uh, that you were writing, or no? I, I want to talk a bit about dream tattva a little bit. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> many devotees, and in some cases even non-devotees, have reported. Srila Prabhupada's instructing them in dreams. Of course, we should be a little careful about this because in general, dreams are not as tangible or as verifiable as our actions in this... (laughs) supposedly real world that we supposedly live in and of course often dreams are just complete nonsense also um, at the same time Srila Prabhupada said if we we dream of the spiritual master that's real, that's spiritual so I had a or I, I say I had a dream or rather Srila Prabhupada very kindly appeared in a dream of mine a few years ago um, in which in the dream I was on a morning walk with Srila Prabhupada walking just behind him which I'd never done in the so-called real world Um, of course where Prabhupada is that's real that's the spiritual world I'd been on a morning walk once with Srila Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada, I was in a quite a large group accompanying him. I was at the edge of the group and Prabhupada didn't speak much. But in this dream, I was walking just behind Srila Prabhupada and Srila Prabhupada stopped and turned around and I said to him, Srila Prabhupada, I'm writing books. And in my consciousness, I knew that Prabhupada already knew that. Uh, and Srila Prabhupada said to me very authoritatively, yes, you should write philosophical and educational books. And he emphasized those two words, philosophical and educational, which I took to, me, to mean that I should you know, write in serious books and not, not anything frivolous. That was a confirmation for me of the service that I was already doing of writing books which some devotees are a bit skeptical about that you know the idea that well Prabhupada wrote the books what need is there to write any more but writing is a form of kirtan and it will go on writing which is forced or you're just trying to say something or promote yourself that's not very good but kirtan glorifying Krishna that must go on unlimitedly. There should be huge libraries of Krishna conscious literature. Devotees, Prabhupada gave in his books the entrance into the, of all spiritual knowledge and all knowledge that human society needs to know. So our devotees, they should gradually rewrite in, with the proper understanding that we've taken from Srila Prabhupada's books, rewrite all of represent philosophy, history, sociology, psychology, every topic. 
Prabhupada covered them all in his books and taking those seeds we can, we, we should, we must write so many books. Srila Prabhupada wanted that. So I, I, I took that as a confirmation that I should do that and although I knew that Prabhupada wanted me to write and when I said I'm writing also writing or speaking it is actually Srila Prabhupada. We, we can say quite confidently that it is Srila. We may say, I'm writing, but actually it has to be Srila Prabhupada manifesting through us. Because if it's not, then it's our ego. And if it's our ego manifesting, then you can just throw it in the garbage with all the millions of other books in the world. But if it is Prabhupada, and at least I, I feel when I'm writing that it is Prabhupada writing, and um, or, or Prabhupada speaking th- through me again that that might sound very puffed up but if it's not Prabhupada and if he can't direct me now then what is the meaning of the spiritual the, the relationship between the Guru and the disciple being eternal if he's not alive now then what is the meaning is it just some imagination that I'm Prabhupada's disciple or is it a living fact if he's not a living fact then we might as well just all become Buddhists or something there's no meaning to anything. It is the only meaningful thing. Guru Mokha Padma Vakya Chitete Koreya Aikya Ana Koreho Asha. If that's an eternal fact of, of every second of our existence. So, yeah, we should, we should write and speak and, and be Krishna conscious as a, whatever level we could we can be on and speak what Prabhupada spoke and that as Prabhupada said you you what you've heard from me you you present it in your own words according to the need of the audience so there may be so many books written for Prabhupada wanted his source right for scientists for philosophers for children so Krishna and Prabhupada will inspire devotees in different ways, just like he's inspiring you to do this film series. He's inspiring devotees in different ways. So, we shouldn't think that because a devotee is... There's some realization. I'm not just talking about... I'm not just trying to blow my own horn here. But if a devotee is serving Krishna by speaking or writing or filming or cooking or doing pujari service if they're doing it in a wonderful way, we can understand that, well, Prabhupada, at least within our ISKCON, Prabhupada is working through them and see Prabhupada in them. That, that, that Srila Prabhupada did everything. He, he did every service. Any service that any one of us is doing, Prabhupada did it. So the disciple is supposed to expand the mission of the Guru so, so, many of us are specializing in various ways and Prabhupada's acting through them and inspiring them and guiding them. So, as much as we catch that mercy, Srila Prabhupada will give it profusely. Why should it not be? And again, if we do it egoistically, then it's all useless. But if it's, if we're praying to Prabhupada, Krishna, to please help us to serve them, then Krishna will help us. So that's my realization about 
writing and speaking that it's we have to become instruments in whatever we're doing and and everyone experiences this that Prabhupada will it's his energy manifesting in us as he himself said make me a puppet so we have to learn that from him we can become his puppet perfect hmm. and I want to finish and I have just enough tape here just in case I decide when I'm editing that I have a choice here even though I have your story from Vrindavan about your second initiation and hmm. morning afternoon tell me that one just so I have it Okay, it might come choice. out better again. You like that? Well, one, no, yeah? well, no, it came out great before. Yeah. And people might criticize if I do put it on again. People might criticize. Oh, you? Oh, that's. A, I already heard that story. But it's my series. No one yes. else is financing this, so right, right, give right. me the uh, yeah. opportunity to either use it or not use it again. Right. So tell me that okay. one story. All right. Uh, in Vrindavan, I sat in the sacrifice for my uh, Brahminical initiation, and. Quite a, quite a lot of devotees took Brahminical initiation so um, Prabhupada was just seeing a few every day he wanted to give everyone individually that was again his great mercy you know, he's writing books he's managing a whole big movement but he wanted to, each individual disciple to personally give them the Gayatri Mantra which is very considerate of him and for like myself, it's like the only time I had to be personally with Prabhupada. And I blew it. Such a fool. So, uh, let me see. Yeah, so we're waiting day after, I think it was about five days later. I was waiting outside. We'd wait outside Prabhupada's room all morning and then we get to, you know, someone would go in ahead and say, you're going to be the next one. No, and then the next one. No, and then, and just, just at, maybe on the fifth day later, then Pushta Krishna said, Pushta Krishna Maharaj, he said, no more today. And he must have seen how disappointed I looked. He said, okay, come in one last one. He told me, take off these, I had these Radha Kunda beads on, these black earth beads. He said, take them off, probably doesn't like them. So I went in and offered my obeisances to Prabhupada. And previous to this, for Sunday, a good friend of mine, we used to go on book distribution together in England, Satyavan Prabhu. He had told me he'd heard something from Hari Bhakti Vilas about how you have to, all these details about how you chant the Gayatri Mantra, you have to do it at a certain fixed time. It's actually within the Sandhya, the, in the morning, noon and evening. It's not just any time and you have to stand facing this way and sit facing this way and this and that. And uh, I thought it was all you know, far out, you know. I thought I asked Prabhupada about that and, and maybe show off my great knowledge to Prabhupada or something, uh, some thought like that. So uh, then Prabhupada, he had me sit down and raise your arm and everything I was just doing all wrong, you know. I, 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 which typically happens when you think you're going to show yourself how great you are to a spiritual mass. So everything I was doing wrong, I put my arm up and it's in the wrong way and probably eventually got the the, uh, the thread on and then Robert gave me the sheet and he 
had me repeat word after word and I thought I was great at pronouncing Sanskrit Prabhupada was correcting me two or three times on every word and then after a short time he just gave up because he probably thought I'm completely useless at pronouncing the Sanskrit so he went through it all and told me you chanted morning, noon and evening and then he said do you have any questions so yeah, yeah I got my question I said, so Prabhupada is there any uh, exact time that we should chant Said morning, noon, and evening. It sounded surprised because he just told me. And then again, I asked. I said, "Well, Prabhupada, you know, it's like like any really fixed, specific. T- I can't. I'm just paraphrasing now. Because I, I was wanting Prabhupada to tell me, yes, actually, you should tell it like you know, 24 minutes before the sunrise and 24 minutes. And I was going to ask about putting a thumb in this direction and thumb in that direction, and ask all these technical questions." Prabhupada just looked at me and said, he said, already told me twice now, morning, noon, and evening. And I realized, oh, what a fool I am. I just offered a business and left and that was it. <laughs>